Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Told you not to worry But maybe that's a lie That's it's going to be awful when I'm playing a different song underneath it, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's that's very good, Lucas. Uh, well done. Hello, uh, and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us during season three, which is called Should I Listen? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Billie Eilish. We're going through her entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking... Should I listen? And to be clear, we're asking, should I listen to the musical artist Billie Eilish, not should I listen to this, the third season of our podcast, which is called Should I Listen, and to which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Bloody Murphy. Hey. And Lucas Way. I'm a bad guy. Oh. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's enough intro. That's enough intro from Lucas now. <laughs> Big red peak there on my mic. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know, I, I like to get you guys to talk so that people will recognise your voices for the rest of the episode. But that sort of backfired mm. on 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 this one. Okay, um, let's try again. Let's try again. Right. Steve Murphy. Okay, good. Lucas, and another one for you. 
Okay, no, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. Okay, turn him off. Turn him off. Turn him off. Uh, we are, of course, on our quest to answer the question: What is music? Uh, what do you guys think music is or might be? Uh, there are things you can feel and not describe, and it's not like, oh, I don't have words for this. It's more like there's literally no words to describe that feeling. It's like how we're all drawn to dangerous situations because they're intriguing, and we don't know what's on the other side. And like, music is that. Interesting. I will point out now that she does answer what is music in this film and so therefore the podcast is over yeah it is unfortunate Um, I did I did did twig that when we were watching and I thought (laughs) well this is going to be our last episode then that's a shame (laughs) uh, Lucas what do you think it is see if you can do the opposite of that (laughs) um Wait, what did he say again? What, say it go through again. I'll just, no, I'll just go with another lazy answer. Right. It's... No, okay, all right, yeah, stop. <laughs> okay, turn him down, turn Duh. him down. Let's get on uh, with what we're actually here to discuss today because we're going through the discography of uh, stroppy goth Billie Eilish <laughs> from three different perspectives. <laughs> Me, I'm very analytical and deeply into the artistic context of music. I'm also a fan of Billie Eilish. Steve is moderately thoughtful about music, has become very confused about what he likes and is a bit of a Billie Eilish fan. Lucas, less interested in the artistic nature of music and by his own admission at the beginning of the season, doesn't listen to very much music, which has really irritated one person. Uh, <laughs> he one also guy. had no notion of who or what Billie Eilish <laughs> is or was person? until we who started this season of the podcast um last week we did some commentary for her reading 2019 set and this week uh we are looking into the movie the world's a little blurry um it was directed by rj cutler it follows Billie eilish from the beginning of the recording of when we all fall asleep where do we go to the i guess it, it kind of finishes where does it finish it finishes Grammys. Finishes at the Grammys, it does, yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, and it was released on February the 26th, 2021, so less than a year ago, uh, as we're recording this. Uh, it was released on Apple TV+, and in some cinemas. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the movie. Uh, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to do when we're not doing a commentary. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Not, what are you going to do with what, your hands? I don't know what to do with my... Where do I, where do I put my feet? <laughs> yeah, so usually we would do a commentary. But, you know, look, it's two hours and 20 minutes long, the movie. Um, and I suppose something that is nice about it, but also something that isn't so nice about it uh, in terms of the way we're going to... Uh, in terms of how we could have covered it, is that... Basically, you guys, when you watched the movie, just watched all of the stuff I told you had happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, happened in front of you, kind of, right? But it's really handy because when you said those things, I didn't listen. Yeah, but now you have a visual thing yeah. for it. I, I, it's, yeah, it's actually sunk in. <laughs> I didn't listen. Um, what was quite nice about that was just like, oh, I know I know all this stuff. And it was nice yeah. to sit, visually see that stuff. I'm like, I know about the injury. And, was it was know, it was it like, like watching um, the most recent Spider Man film? Where you, it was where exact, it, it was exactly just, like that, just designed for you to go. Oh, I know what that is, and yeah. and that's it. Yeah. That's all there oh, was well, to it. Yeah, that that I've heard or seen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know yeah. what they're referencing. So yes. and therefore because I like the movie. Physically told me on screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What they're referencing. Yeah, oh, the Star um, Wars Force Awakens, for instance. Mm, the four. I mean, or I mean, or Aikens. but in a but in a much more, uh, you know. 
sideways glance at it, you could also <laughs> say The Matrix Resurrection, which literally shows you. Because I remember that, and here's the footage to remind you of that. But that's the joke, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, no, not... don't look. We don't need to get into yeah. it. We okay, right, we're, on right. yeah. we're on the same page about The Matrix <laughs> okay, Resurrection. Right. We, it's fine. We all are. We, we're on we the are. same page. Yeah, we all are. We are. It's, it's great. great. It's one of yeah. the best sequels I've seen. In, uh, it's shit because doesn't use guns. So, shit. Um, uh, oh, what do we think of it? It's, it's good, isn't it? Like it was. It was Nobody very, asked like, what you think of it. Didn't you say that? No. Oh, so actually, I, I, I don't think I, I. No, I don't think I did. Uh, so actually, I'm going to move no on to with. I, I'm actually going to move on with the prepared agenda that I've mm, prepared. If okay, you don't mind, okay, Steve, sure. rather than interrupting. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, what did you guys think of the movie? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, it was quite good, and it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was yeah. nice about it is it it seemed very very personal and mm. very genuine. Like it it didn't seem like it was glammed up to to look uh, any any more glamorous than it was. But and likewise, it they didn't they didn't try and put some narrative down that there's I don't know. It it just seemed like literally straight up documentary where they were just like just following her and there was no real agenda behind the movie apart from. This is just this mad career, yeah. That this girl has had very quickly, all of a sudden. Um, it was just very nice and personal, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a name for the documentary style that I should know because I literally have a degree. We've in talked this about and it before. It. Yeah, but I can't remember. Cinema it. verite. Cinema mm-hmm. verite. That's yes. it. Yeah, good degree put to well to good use there. Didn't Wasn't an English, English degree, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's directed by R.J. Cutler, who is who is an Oscar-nominated director and studied under D.A. Pennebacher. Um, Pennebacher directed a documentary that's come up on this uh, podcast before when we've talked about Cinema Verite, which is Don't Look Back, uh, the Bob Dylan documentary. Oh, not the film with um, Jonah Hill and... That's Don't Look Up, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the don't, don't Look Back has... I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> Don't look back. Um, very much has the same kind of feeling where you're just you're following an artist in that case Bob Dylan through like the a period the making of, of their career basically like that right. that, that period. Okay. For yeah, Bob I mean, Dylan there's no important. like specific narrative laid down, but there kind of is one naturally formed in the sense that it's just go from small to big yeah like that's just the that's just the, that's just the progression that naturally occurs because that's what happens. Although we never really it's never really like. Well, small, small is it like no. we open with uh the footage of a very early performance of ocean eyes where i think she is like 13 or something like that mm-hmm. right and she's playing with phineas who has that long hair yeah. um and and then it says you know they uploaded ocean eyes and it got hundreds of thousands of views and then three years later because yep. they, they chuck us right into the the deep end of uh well her playing to a crowd i think she's playing bored um and it there's there's so much of of like the opening sort of three minutes that tells you stuff about Billie Eilish. One is that she started very young and blew up overnight, and then we fast forward and she has an incredibly adoring crowd in front of her who mm. is singing every word, and you can hear them singing every word. Uh, and it starts obviously with how amazing her voice is, and then they give bored like a heavy ending. Did you notice that? Like that, there's an actual build up to bored, and it has like a kick in and. It has like this euphoric ending uh, to board, which obviously isn't on the recording. Um, and then it's revealed in the audience that someone is hurt. Yeah. 
and it, you know she's yeah. talking about how she cares about her fans so much and she goes down and makes sure that that person is okay and when she's getting back on stage she deliberately doesn't accept help from the male security guard yeah cool you're setting uh, up a lot of like well codes same, about billy there and the same thing you see her literally coming down to the crowd and just sort of giving people hugs um, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Tell that she really, genuinely does care about her fans, and is, and, and you get that from the first few minutes that she is grateful for this. I guess the success that she's had. What one of? Can I play devil's advocate, please? Yeah, I did. I, I'm not. This is me actually saying I. I hold this stance. I'm purely playing devil's advocate because I haven't thought about this until 12 seconds ago when you just said it. Why does that show that she really cares about her fans and that's so like humanizing? And when Matt Bellamy does it, when he's walking around singing Undisclosed Desires, it's cringe. Um, it, it's more the fact that they chose to to show that at the very beginning. I'm not saying that, oh, she definitely does this. It's like, this is what the documentary is trying to get across, the way the, that it's shown. It. The other thing is that Matt Bellamy isn't coming off the stage to make sure that somebody who's been hurt is okay, which is what Billie Eilish is doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about the later bits when she's just like generally going to. I mean, again, playing devil's advocate. I don't actually think that. Yeah, I'm just. There's, uh, there's also a, to have some kind of input. A, a, <laughs> there's also a direct <laughs> yeah, yeah. quote from her in the first ten minutes, uh, which is, "I don't think of them as fans. They're a part of me." That I'll be absolutely honest. That's the sort of thing that um, I actually wrote a little note on this. That to me is the pre-written text in a birthday card. Mm, yes, it, it doesn't. Yeah, soundbite. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily... I'm not saying I don't believe her. I also don't actually take it on board as anything sincere. I j- that's very soundbite to me. That's very, like, every artist has said that. Everyone has said, my fans mean everything to me. They're the greatest thing in my life. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. I'd be with nothing without them. Cool. It's the text in a birthday card that you didn't write. Absolutely. I, I believe her, but also there is... Again, I'm not saying I don't believe her. I'm just like... it. I specifically heard that and was like, oh, that will come up when we talk about this. And it didn't register to me as... There is is a very interesting, almost dichotomy in this documentary, which is like, it's very intimate and it's very personal and it comes across as very authentic. It's also officially sanctioned by Billy and her team. And they would have had and some. Released on they would have had some involvement in uh, the editing process, and it is yes, it's released on Apple, who she has a deal with. And I believe that the point of the movie is to make fans feel more closely and personally connected with Billie Eilish, which she does by talking very in depth about her mental health and her relationship with her family and her relationship with her fans and her relationship with um, her music and her mental health and stuff. Um, and I don't think that any... I don't think she's making anything up. But as as much as you say, oh, there's no narrative, I think there is... There is, there is a, uh, like, uh, an overhanging broad narrative, which is this is to get fans kind of closer to Billy, right? Oh, well, and I yeah. guess there's a part of that. Maybe does that come from a place of she knows what it is to be an insane mega fan, which obviously it gets into. Mm. She knows what it's like to have that level of adoration for a star. And so is she kind of thinking, this is what I would have wanted. Would I have wanted to see a video of Justin Bieber talking about how much we all mean to him? Well, I and- mean, that, that, that's what Justin Bieber did. You know, he has documentaries about him and, and made, you know, for each sort of like 
concert show also has like behind the scenes stuff. They talk at one point about going to the cinema to see those on Christmas Day. Um, and so, so she would have grown up like watching films like this about mm. Justin Bieber. Um, the Justin Bieber one is not quite so uh, fucking like sad and brutal as this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just just. But that's pre- just true of her music, like that. Yeah. She's got a similar like legion of of turbo fans. Turbo, fans. but her music's also, but her music's also more sad and brutal. You do so need it. You do need really, them in a hot summer, though, don't you? You do need a turbo fan. <laughs> the we'll be selling them in our on our red bubble. <laughs> the things that I think that this documentary does really well, and like. You know whether or not it is a promotional tech like tool, which I think in some ways it is. You know who comes out really well from it? Billy and her family. Oh, her family though. <laughs> like her parents are lovely. It doesn't quite get into her parents and stuff right at the beginning. It really focuses on her and her brother, right? You see, like mm. I think Lucas, you're the same as me, where like I could watch in studio like oh, video yeah. feeds like all day best bit of the whole doc was just watching them in the studio just like yeah. constructing the song like why just we writing do... songs what about that and, and yeah seeing them just bounce off each other yeah. loved it just really nice to see that and also sitting in a room singing to one or one to four people seems so much more scary oh. than singing on stage <laughs> especially if they were re- having to sing properly not not like right not like joke singing like silly singing but like to sincerely sit there and just sing yeah and, she, and also, we talked about uh, about um, JDB yeah. singing, like sitting, like slouched in a chair, holding a mic, mm-hmm. and then belting out these songs. She's the same. She sits cross-legged on a bed and it's just like recording. And I'm like, she's not standing up and like getting a diaphragm in. No, it's very casual. Just like, oh, but I can hit it. All. Don't worry. About don't it. even I'm, worry I don't about need it. To, I don't need to. Like, don't worry. I got this. And just sits there, just like, yeah, I'll just chill out like text like texting there's literally a bit when i noticed phineas as well is is texting whilst commenting on the song they're listening to and like i'm like he's literally just multitasking i think he might be editing lyrics writing yeah oh maybe maybe because she she reads all of the lyrics like from her phone when, when, when she's singing and stuff but they have like this really weird uh telepathy thing going mm. on where they will just kind of finish each other's sentences and 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 like move through the writing of songs right seemingly very quickly there's that adorable bit where they do the the handshake thing and they yeah. clearly have such like a nice like close relationship i really um, just enjoyed all of those bits there's the bit yeah, also they were the, where, they're, the, they're the nicest bit where like just he's nice. close to the camera and he's like it looks like my head's really big and yes just that little moment just those <laughs> little great. funny um but then but it also does go into them obviously there's going to be arguments out of that process because it's very intense i think phineas goes into the kitchen to talk to his mum and saying that mm. just basically slagging her off and then she's like come in and like you're not talking about me and he's like oh shit um yeah there's that whole yeah. bit where they're talking about the pressure to write a hit that's it and he's like keeping it secret from billy yeah because she's got a point right i was gonna say that you know like they were sort of they were kind of saying oh the, um the record company wants a hit but we don't want to tell her and then um they're kind of discussing that and they were like, well, we need to figure out what success makes something accessible. And Billy comes in and then was obviously saying, you've told me my whole life to not, to not do that. Yeah. And I just, I just found those little moments really interesting. To, 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 to not was, be accessible and to express something, even if it's difficult. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit when, um, 
Phineas and Billy had a debate and I wrote, this feels like me and Adam having an argument. <laughs> what, because it's about the accessibility of music versus there is a the bit, artistic there is a bit where There was a bit yeah. where he's talking about like doing her best and she's like, no, I wouldn't ever want to be at my best because that implies I can't be any better. And right. I was like, this is literally like Adam would have that take. And I'd be like, oh, don't be semantic. You know what I mean? And that, like, I'd be the one getting frustrated being like, shut up, you fucking tortured artist. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, one of the most interesting things she says in that part is that she's scared of living up to like Phineas's success like he's such mm. a good and accomplished songwriter that she's scared to have a hand in that in that sort of process the decision to keep the record label pre- pressure a secret from her is very interesting and I but I think it speaks to I think the family the mum the dad and the brother have done such a good job of like shield shielding Billy from a lot of shit yeah. Well, because lest we forget, at this point she's like seventeen. She well, we we see her seventeenth and eighteenth birthdays yeah. in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember your seventeenth birthday when you got a jet black Dodge Charger? <laughs> no, mine was red. Oh yeah, with flames. <laughs> what a ridiculous car! Like, no matter how much money you've got, I feel like that is an irresponsible car to give to a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> you gotta let them fly. There's a brilliant speech. From that is dad. that is encouraging them to drive like a prick. Getting ahead I of feel myself. like even if you've got loads of money, you don't need to sure, do. That. Sure, I feel like that's silly. That's silly. <laughs> but I we're going to tr- drive know. it fast. It's L.A. Yeah, you're going to be sat in traffic for a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, all, all like American cars are basically automatic, so they're just like big on-off buttons, really. <laughs> you still drive them fast, though. You no, you can't. Have you a can't. Bit less. Or automatic oh, means, no, means, means you can't go fast. Automatically slow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, like Phineas is just so like good with her, even though he seems to like share a lot of the same insecurities. You know, there's that bit where like. The label guys are listening to the new material, which they're doing mm. in her, like in Phineas's bedroom. And they're all like sat yeah. on his bed, like listening yeah. to these songs. And then at the end, he's like, "Why didn't they clap?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, was it not good enough? But then he has I mean, to. Def- he has to like ste- step up for Billy. Like, there's a bit where he's like, where, where she's like, "I'm, I'm just no, no good," and he's like. You sound good. Lots of people would agree with me that you're good. Like, yeah. he has to like keep reassuring. I, uh, I definitely came out of this with Phineas being my favourite character. Yeah. in the yeah. in the in the TV show of this. <laughs> like, I mean, he like he he's in the first half a lot more than the second, just because of the nature of it showing like recording and then it goes into like touring. Yeah, yeah. But I just came out of it being like, he's just a great. He's just great. Yeah, and I'm on board. It's really interesting all the stuff he was saying about like how music like should be accessible and billy's counter argument of like when i write music i'm not writing it for everyone i'm writing it for me Um, Mm. but they both came out of the argument like quite well and it was interesting that they left it in the movie i suppose yeah um they've got to show some conflict but then obviously there's yeah but then the whole movie is very open like so, so her notebooks she gets her notebooks out and shows us yeah. like right at the beginning of the movie, and it has lyrics and monsters and dicks. And there's I love that she's just like that. Yeah. They're so offhand. She's like, "That's a monster under the bed, and that's this, and that's some dicks, yep. and that's a like- hairy <laughs> vagina." She points yeah. out at one point, mm-hmm. and then oh, and then there's some more dicks. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, to, also to be to be um, what's the word? Um, a twat? I don't yeah, know, like facetious. They also keep that stuff in because that's very humanizing and very. It also she's just, a, she's just like us who draw dicks when you have a pen. It also like, becomes yeah. a token um, of the journey because she reflects on that notebook at the end. 
yeah. as well. Yeah. I would like to see an old, like a, a something they didn't get. It's, it's about Billy Eilish, but I just I'd like to, I'd love to know Phineas's like feelings on the fact that he's obviously behind the curtain. Mm. I mean, he's you know he is up front. He he is known. He's not like a silent partner or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, when in that Reading film that we watched a week ago, nice, yeah. nice. Um, we she said like. My brother Phineas in the crowd screen. Like, people know of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously he is, like, the man behind the curtain a little bit sort of thing. I wonder how he feels about that. Because he's obviously, like, key, but mm. isn't getting the the fame and the, the adoration and all this sort of stuff in the same way. But again, Adam said on that episode that he ha- he is releasing something. So he's going to be... just released a solo album. album. Yeah. yeah. And he also might not want it. Sounds pretty good, actually, to do the work get all the money and not with le- less to, the atten- less of the attention not have to have the bouncer constantly following you as, so you don't yeah, get mobbed. as we see like how hard it can be for people to yeah. deal with that the i simply cannot i do not get i mean this is probably something it's a whole different conversation but about like the fan side of this mm. whole film the beatlemania of it all that sort of thing yeah the billy mania i don't i don't I knew, I, know you I'm a 32... I knew you wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm not a, th- a 16-year-old girl, what? but also what? I was a, I was a, but I I have been a child in my life, yeah. right? When I was 15, 14, 16, whatever, I was a super fan of a band who I still am, but just in a more yeah, grown-up way. Um I have never understood the idea of screaming in someone's face, "Oh my god, it's you. Oh my god, it's you. I can't believe it." Crying like it's, it's it's really dehumanizing and i don't get it and it seems really like what <laughs> i don't know how else it to is. Put it's this, like but... it's like you're just yeah. like a crazy object to me you're just this insane object i don't know how to put this but what's your point because like, right <laughs> sorry but like uh, people react different and and people have different different emotions people have emotions differently who got a degree in whereas English? you don't have emotions anymore <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> You're saying anymore. I have say, I'm saying even when I was a teenage boy and I was super into Then you news. lost your feelings Blink way before then. Okay, Steve, have you ever wanted to go and scream in someone's face how much you love them? No. Well, then it's not just me, you fucking twat. I don't, if, if I, don't think if you I really saw, heard what I said. If I saw a Michael Stipe, I would burst into tears. This is what I'm trying to say. Actually, People have that, different emotional that? reactions yeah. and, and to, to things. Uh, like, you know, it, it's it's parasocial you know that here is someone that is a similar age to you talking about exactly how you feel as though they know you it's very easy to form a relationship of some kind with them i think maybe the reason doesn't happen with bands like muse is because they're singing about alien invasions or blink because they're talking about fucking <laughs> your i mom. don't just mean muse you know <laughs> yeah. i mean a- 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 actors Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, sure. you, I think you literally hear somebody scream through the window, uh, whether she's in, she's in a car or a bus or whatever, you saved my life. And I imagine there is mm. a very large portion of fans that believe that that is the case because it hit them on such a level that they believe that her music saved their life and otherwise they would have done something awful or something like that. And if you've got that kind yeah. of level of attachment to somebody, I mean, it all goes all the way back, you know, Michael Jackson or... or um, uh, the Beatles, where people Beatles, literally Beatles. fainting because they yeah see yeah the exactly, and people um, would like you know um, stand outside their hotels and just just to, just to catch a glimpse of them through the window, and and people you know if if they were driving somewhere, stand on the sides of the streets to cheer them on. I'm thinking of you know OJ Simpson, for instance. <laughs> 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 
What? <laughs> but we're getting like uh, I, don't, I don't I don't have a point. It's more just it just yeah. really stood out to no, me it's like immediately. Yeah. I was like, fuck me, that is like just yeah, I, I can't appa- relate. Like in my, like to, to me, like that seems so appalling. It seems so like this person's a human for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, they, but Billy like yeah, Billy, Billy Billy loves meeting those people from yeah. what I can tell. What was nice is that you saw her meeting a lot of fans and just always giving them a hug. She was the one who gave them a hug and uh... well, and obviously and obviously the interesting bit that much later into the documentary that you get is you get the other side of that. She then meets Justin Bieber and she breaks down into tears. Right, and we're getting has her so version far of that ahead moment. of ourselves. I mean, do we so have to go chronological? Do we have to yeah. go chronologically? We don't, but that is a whole different phase yeah. of the yeah. movie because the stuff that I really like towards the beginning is you're seeing like the raw talent with none of that interference mm. well i mean you say that the this whole thing i was just talking about about girls screaming in her face is like the second scene of the film yeah. before the recording stuff yeah. and, and in fact one of them says i don't have tickets for your show i just came down to see you which kind of talks to what you were just saying but then the the, the, the next half hour is all you know at home family yeah, stuff nice very quiet very quiet the fact that she's huge is kind of by the by because she's just recording some songs yeah. with her brother and and nice. and her upbringing as well and they go into how supportive her parents were there's that whole section where she's pre-directing the music video that's great for when that the great. her mum's just such a good sport yeah just like yeah. Yeah. she's like and then the goo's gonna drip out of my eye and her mum's like okay, okay yeah. yes dear yes okay dear that's but she's so supportive seemed like a good director from that point and then obviously there's the bit where she goes I'm fucking directing the rest of them. I'm not going to do yeah, that again. Yeah. Never, never having yeah, so anybody the, the touch parents my, come across very supportive and, and nice in this, don't they? So, uh, like, emotionally candid and open. And it seems like everybody, like, that family just really talk about their emotions a lot, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And, and are very supportive of one another. I remember when you first sort of mentioned that her... I didn't really know a whole lot about it until I saw it, but that her parents were involved with her um, music. It, it, you hear that and you think, oh, they're the parents, they're the kind of like the parents that push their kid into the limelight and like, you know, like a, yeah. a mum at a little pageant show. It, it, that's right. the kind of thing you imagine when you hear about par- the parents being heavily involved in them in the music business. But actually, they're, they're almost the antithesis of that and and trying to make sure she doesn't go too far. But also, if it wasn't for them then they probably well because they had to literally make her what they had to literally birth her but apart from that if it wasn't for them and and their musical direction and stuff obviously they wouldn't have gone into what i'm trying to say adam is if uh is if their parents didn't exist billy eilish wouldn't exist <laughs> Physically, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's he was going very literal. There's also a bit where her, where the dad is like having an input on the music. They're sat at a piano at one point, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not in his, not in Finnish's room. It's obviously like a family piano, and he's actually having an input there on some musical bits, he's which like which they get annoyed about <laughs> because he says, "Oh, it reminds me of this song," and Phineas is like, oh, "Everybody who." doesn't know how to write songs always say that a song reminds me of another song and he's like and as, soon as, he off about that, it. as soon as he said that i thought that's me on the podcast yeah, yeah that's absolutely me. i'm yeah. the one who'll always chime in going this one reminds me of a song and i can't think of what it is there was there was literally a bit i think when they're singing that song that has the bit that is just totally taken from hallelujah and her dad's there and yeah. listening to it and i'm surprised yeah. that he didn't go that's uh that just hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> her dad can we talk about his beard Oh my what? god! I love her dance so much. What a 
mustache. I was I spent about ten minutes talking to my girlfriend about how I don't know why I can't grow a mustache like that. Well, yeah, I mean, because I got the bit in the middle missing. I don't think I've got is. enough top lip. It's so yeah, that's true. Large, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think you, you talked about that. Um, it's quite sad and devastating. I think the most sad and devastating part of the whole documentary is when he shaves that beard off towards the end yeah yeah that is uh, that is awful i hate mm. that yeah 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 but no they are involved they're just sort of like i mean billy's mum maggie seems to be involved in like the the pr kind of just billy's like team that are kind of always around just to make sure she's got everything she needs and stuff i don't know what the, i mean which i imagine is the case with a lot of young artists yeah yeah that, yeah. that probably is often the case from like a from a uh what's the word a uh safekeeping safeguarding point of view yeah sure but um I don't know. They just. But she actually seem, seems to be good at it. They seem very intent on, you know, kind of hitting that balance between being protective and letting Billy find her own way through things. I don't know what the dad does. At one point, he's just cleaning the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't actually know what his his position is, but uh, it must be nice just to sort of uh, have him around. I guess uh, the, the the album is done like thirty minutes into the movie, at mm. which point you find out Justin Bieber wants to work with her. Yeah, uh, and there's that whole section where, like, I don't know how old she is in that video. She looks like ten or eleven, where she's talking about she's she's worried that when she gets a boyfriend, she won't want to be with him because she loves Justin Bieber more. Yeah, I think she said she was twelve. I think it was twelve. That's yeah. amazing. She'll never love anyone as much as she as loves. Much as she loves Justin, Justin Bieber. She's genuinely concerned. Yeah. Uh, and that's when that's she great. meets Q as well. Mm. And they sort yes. of uh, mm-hmm. go on go on dates. So, Who uh, obviously the, started the villain of the movie? A, pretty, a, a, number, <laughs> a number of a number of conspiracy theories, and no, know, no, sorry, no, no, this is not the no, uh, guy. He's not this, the one who thinks Donald Trump is still president. No, no this, this. Oh, this is the one that built the, the bomb in the pen. Yes, that's the one. No, yeah. that's that's a oh. different. That's a different cue. Oh. Uh, oh. This is the magazine yeah, this, that. Yeah, it's the music magazine. She's dating the music magazine. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah? He's what's his actual name? Q. No, what's his? Q, his, uh, his name. His name's Q. Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, you know, Don't please. They, they have some issues, but they go on some cute dates. Uh, at this point, Ice skating. She, she she gets the car uh, for her birthday, which is very cool. Um, there's, lo- I mean, the spider in the mouth thing crops up. Which yeah, how, how did you feel? Didn't enjoy that. <laughs> Not a fan. Didn't enjoy you know that. Tell me more about that. that. She opened up her mouth and and poked out her tongue, and the spider is facing. Not as if it's crawling out, but it was facing backwards. So in right. her mouth, well, it mean, was yeah, it was going to go down. Yeah, uh, Ugh, uh, I mean, it won't be the first. It won't be the last time we we encounter a clip that looks like that. Mm. Um, and then it's sort of like as soon as she starts on tour, all of the really interesting stuff starts coming up because it's when like the cracks start to show. Like mm. they have an interesting discussion about whether or not. Uh, in order to not look like a hypocrite uh, in later life, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be authentic to who you are now. That was a weird... The whole bit about Zanny, when they were saying That about, was a weird, yeah. yeah. Do you should, think you should, should have you an anti-drug about... song if later the, the, you the, break the, down and you do drugs? The, the, the interviewer <laughs> in that situation, that's a weird line of question. That is her PR. I was going to say, yeah. PR that's... person. That's part of her team. Yeah. That's, it's just a weird thing to say. Like, maybe you shouldn't sing a song about drugs being a negative thing in people's lives 
Just in case you ever do drugs and that, <laughs> and, you and can't I as the PR them. person, I as the PR person need to think about the fallout of that. Yeah. And so I'd rather you didn't. I think she says it's it's, it's borrowing trouble, which is quite a nice turn of phrase. Yeah. yeah. And her mum, it makes some very good points of just being like, "What is this even a conversation yeah. for? What? What? You're I planning think, for the potential that she might go off the rails one day." I think that the mum blew it up a little bit because I think that uh, it comes from an interview where. Billy was very anti-alcohol, and I think that is the point that uh, the, the 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 PR person was trying to make: is that you can't drink right now, mm. so of course you're kind of anti-alcohol. You see how it affects people and whatever. If you do get to twenty-one, which at the time of recording this she still isn't, uh, and start drinking, you are you might look like a hypocrite. And she says she you'll get dragged for it, and I think the mum takes that as like, oh, you think she's going to be some kind of weird person Off who takes rails. a bunch of drugs, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I do prefer that Billy is authentic to how she thinks now, rather than very careful about how she might appear in the future. Yeah, that's when you start getting into the really manufactured, you know, what's the word? Uh, in, I don't fucking know. Good. Yeah. I can't think of the yeah. word. Yeah. Very, <laughs> uh, very managed, you know. You, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Instead of like, yeah, that might be, that might happen. I'll deal with it if that happens. Yeah. And then she also talks about, you know, songs resonating with people because they can relate to them and finding comfort in music. And that's why she makes it. And it goes deeper into her um, her leg injuries, which mm. obviously get worse and worse as, as sort of the tours go on. Yeah. And I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten about you telling us about that, mm. you know, on the, the first episode about her wanting to be a dancer and all that. And, all that. and it was only when, as soon as there's like the first hint of leg leg issues i was like oh shit yeah that's a whole thing that's a whole yeah. thing and then really i remembered like oh shit that's She's a really good like... dancer as well the clip uh, the, the early show. footage of her dancing what an incredible dancer yeah yeah what a uh what a loss mind you you know dances losses music industry's gain mm. I, I suppose mm-hmm. um it's interesting you say like you'd forgotten that i talked about it there's something in here that we didn't talk about at all because i wanted you to kind of have it here uh billy suffers from tourette's yeah. yeah, I was like, Adam would have mentioned this. Yeah. I was like, hang on. I, I rewound to make sure she'd said, because she mentioned Tourette's. Mm-hmm. She, she said briefly says Tourette's. it, because I think she's, she just goes, oh, my tics are a bit offset. And it's, just, it's very quick, and then that's it. And that, and that and is then, easy like, to dismiss and go, is she just being yeah, facetious? Yeah. Going, all oh, yeah. my tics. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. she's just like being, because she's weird. Right, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. just being odd. She's a weirdo. Yeah. And then she said it, she specifically said Tourette's, and I was like, Adam would have mentioned No, I don't know. I like, rewound and was like, did I miss here? Yeah. I think I put the subtitles on. Uh, this and, uh, movie course, is more or less the first time that she talks about it. Is it really? Okay. Um, she had to address it briefly uh, because there was a, a fan-made supercut of all the times that she's had a tick in an interview. Oh. Uh, and she had to say, yes, I have Tourette's. I don't want people to associate me with having Tourette's. I don't want it to be a big part of my life. Um, oh, what a great fan. Yeah, I know, yeah. right. Uh, and then, well, I mean, that's where the parasocial relationship stuff starts to blur into a, a weird area you know um but then yeah she, she addresses it in the movie we see a few of like her tick attacks yeah that's um, quite a nasty one it looks so uncomfortable when her head's just kind of jolting back and then yeah, she talks she... about how she has impulsions where she's just bit into a glass before because she thought mm, i shouldn't yeah. do that and did it and just did it and she's hypermobile and has these leg injuries so she's quite you know like physically things are very difficult for her i think when you say hypermobile what's it's where your joints can bend the wrong way 
Is that what would have been called double jointed when I was ten? Possibly. Double jointed is like makes it sound like a party trick. Like, oh, what, yeah, watch what I mean. this. I can Hypermobile, do this. <laughs> Hypermobile. What and what? What is that? And does that come with? Comes with pain. Issues. Yeah, it comes, comes with, with pain, pain and issues. Joint right. pain and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it was interesting to see all those sort of like the way that those things take a toll on Billy, especially when touring. I mean, this this film makes touring look fucking miserable. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. There's it doesn't... only one other film I've seen that makes that makes touring look quite so miserable as this, and I'm sure we'll cover it one day. Um, and uh... well, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm not covering Mannix again. <laughs> it's a far cry from the uh, rock and roll antics of the Origin of Symmetry tour, though, isn't it? The Hullabaloo DVD and stuff. Well, this is something I'd written down: yeah. is that um, it does. They obviously got the glamour of like going off to to press conferences or whatever that there is in it. But um, but then you just see her coming home, and I think it's very sweet that you do this big tour and then just go home and then just hang out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you don't yeah. think about that so much you think of tour yeah there's a there's, hotel I, I rooms always found and the, tvs through the window they included a lot of footage of her and phineas just like sat on a sofa or a bed or whatever and they're both just like scrolling through their phone which is normal what our, yeah what our default yeah. thing i mean you say about you know we say about compared to the origin symmetry thing and we made a, a a point of saying like well that was edited with the band yes yeah to make them look rock and roll and hardcore and cool and great and this is the same oh absolutely yeah the the thing they're going for and what her fans will respond to is Look, she's just like you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's two things she's that have gone. Of, she's one of you. Gone through the same editing process to achieve opposite, uh, like uh, goals. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because to even go look, even though I'm massive now and I'm touring and doing all these huge gigs, I don't like it. I just want to. Mm. I just want to chill out on my sofa and look at TikTok, which does actually seem genuine. Like the stuff she's going through does genuinely seem like quite hard. Um, with with like bits of fun like the album release is is quite insane and, and her breaking records and checking spotify yeah. numbers and going like is that million because i thought it was thousands yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. quite and, and 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 every and i kept like having to be like and just be like and lest we forget she's 17 yeah and q's getting on my fucking tits by this point yeah i mean uh, he's getting on my tits very quick very quickly yeah, yeah. he was getting on oh, my tits yeah. I'm, I, I was i mean not not actually obviously because that's a horrible thing to say but like when things started having cracks i was like oh good I presume they're breaking up. I assume this is going to end with them breaking yeah, up. Yeah, I did turn, I did turn to my girlfriend and said, they aren't like together girl. now, are they? And she was like, just keep, just I almost keep watching. Go- I, almost go- I almost Googled it to be like, look at her like personal life section on Wikipedia to be like, Make sure he wasn't around game? anymore. But I was like, I'm sure this will be answered by the time this film is done. But he was really getting on my I went, fucking I felt tits. very much like a protective dad. In, oh, in this whole movie moments. makes me feel like a protective dad. Yeah. 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 Um... Uh, and then the, the, there's this whole centerpiece to the movie like it build the gigs get bigger and bigger and everything gets more and more insane and we reach Coachella yeah her her first performance at Coachella um i mean the stuff with Q is is continuing like they're not oh, getting God. on she does come and meet her you know i think the day before or the day of the of the show before the show um uh, uh <laughs> we need to talk about i think Mad appearance of Katy Perry in Orlando Bloom. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that she didn't recognize, yeah. didn't recognize him. Bloom had to meet him a second so time when yeah. she does recognize him after she googled Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> and was like, "Oh, oh my god, god, it's him from Pirates of the Caribbean." <laughs> she uh, says uh, she thought it was just some dude Katy Perry met. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I did like the bit where Katy Perry sort of like said to her, like, it's going to get wild. Again, there's always this thing of the cameras are on her, so she's aware. But that sort of thing, she goes like, get in touch if you ever need to. Yeah. It's yeah, going to, yeah. I know things are going to get in. And Justin Bieber says kind of a similar thing at one point where he's like, it's going to be ups and downs. Enjoy it. Yeah. Sort of did thing. you find they're Orlando- also high as fuck? Uh, are they? I oh, was going to say. Because They're, Orlando I mean, Bloom at comes one point, Orlando Bloom says, "This is the universe hugging you. I'm giving so much love and light right now." Yeah, he also I just love strikes you. as a sort of wanker who might say that sort of. He thing. does come across <laughs> very creepy and and very cringe. <laughs> apparently, apparently, he's very quite cringe. Smelly. Is apparently, he's quite smelly. He, is a well, he seems like a hippie. Apparently, right? he's quite smelly. He spends a lot of time at sea. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Or um, he smells, he smells in the fish. mountains as an elf. I couldn't think of anything sort of. Yeah. 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 I imagine elves have no scent. I bet Ooh, they smell sweet. I think they smell sweet. Yeah, mm. like vanilla. I think they, Steve, I think how they the are. Steve, how would like, you know? I think they I give off no imagine what they might smell Twat. like, even though if I can't. I like some of your I... songs, Steve. What the fuck do you know about smelling? <laughs> Good rest. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> I imagine the elves in, in the Lord of the Rings lore, like, like give off no energy like they are they have no energy mm. they 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 no heat comes off of them sure no smell comes off of them no I, they're just like a predator. fully like they're fully perfectly i think tuned they're very eaters. warm sweet and they give off a lot of energy because actually you see them glowing in the woods well that's galadriel yeah, i mean that is fair enough you've one nailed me there <laughs> i mean speaking of energy uh there's a lot of nervous energy in the run-up to her uh oh. Coachella, Coachella. Set. oh, I was it so seems nervous, like a huge deal, and it right? felt like that. It really, really came yeah. across like that. Just showing it just before it went on, and he's like, "If anything goes wrong, pretend it hasn't." And then the yep. the, the back, we're gonna, we're gonna, he says, "He says like we're gonna have to cut because um, there's problems something. with the screens." Yeah, yeah, and then we were like, 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 imagine that, like five minutes before you go on stage, but you're going, "Okay, by the way, we're gonna cut um, copycat." Yeah. yeah, and you're like, "Oh, okay," right. and then and then right. it's like the countdown. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm about to go on stage." <laughs> it's such a fucking insane position for a 17 year old to be in yeah. um uh the tilting fucking bed though yeah cool as fuck. that's cool as fuck uh, that's it looks insane and and very sweet when phineas and uh billy sit on it to yeah, sing i love nice. you in, in 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 later shows that's that's very nice and i imagine the idea is because obviously they are known for sitting at home on their bed recording these songs and it's also on the front cover of the album which album when I when we all fall asleep, where do we oh go? yeah the bed yeah yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, bed from that's... the from the front yeah and it's like an exorcist style like floating bed and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I imagine you found that a bit scary it was terrifying yeah <laughs> and do you know what actually right when it cuts to it and the bed is in mid air and tilted forwards and she stood on it I was like oh Jesus you <laughs> like it, it, did, it wasn't a jump scare but I was like oh that's a creepy image oh yeah uh, I don't remember the tilting bed I remember the only bit I can think of with a bed it, was them raises, on stage going up and they're sitting playing I love you and being all it, mellow in, in, at the Coachella show she's stood on the bed and it raises up and then tilts forward it's it's, it's an alarming uh, image that seems dangerous mm. yeah. seems unsafe yeah. Um, the show seems to go well, and then, and then mm. I think it did a really good uh, job of of the post gig quiet, Was she... where the only person who isn't happy with the show mm-hmm. is the person who did the show, and everyone else is going, "No, it was fucking great. No, it's great. No, we loved it. No, you did really well." And Billy's just so unhappy. Well, she forgot the lyrics, didn't she? To one of her new she songs. She forgot some lyrics, but as yeah. the dad says, "You forgot some lyrics to a new song. Big yeah. deal." Yeah. Absolutely. 
And I was like, oh, it went really well. And I wanted to be there to be, it was fine. Yeah. So, um, and then what happens? Q doesn't show up. Q, Q doesn't, doesn't show up. Show up. Oh, get fucked. Yeah, get Frick. fucked. After she specifically, Your they'd have that bit. Just now we're, and, and this is And this is us going into me, the stuff I was just moaning about, which is parasocial and weird. Like, right. this is the stuff I've said I genuinely I don't care about. Like, I don't get involved in and care about the personal lives of these people but here we are talking about it <laughs> but um but like like she literally calls up and is like i'll get you tickets to coachella you have to spend some time with me mm. yeah and he spends that's part of the agreement here it seems like he spends an afternoon with her and, and then he's like doesn't even come to, to see her coachella. after i'll try the show. i'll try and get make it oh wound me up yep I mean, not 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 to not to play my hand, but I'm glad we've seen this ahead of the covering the next album. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Does context matter when when listening, uh, to, listening to an artist's work? Does, does knowing the cultural, does knowing the context affect your interest? Yeah, of, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, that's I'm going to yeah. edit that into the beginning of this episode <laughs> instead of my intro. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then that just sort of compounds the situation. She throws her phone, and then because it's the 1930s, we cut to an intermission. Yeah. Was anyone else surprised that there's an intermission in yeah, this yeah. movie? Yeah, and I was a bit like, what's the what's the purpose of an intermission in a stream? Yeah, so we can no all go idea. to the lobby and get ourselves a drink. Nice. Oh, I did. I went to my hallway in my house. Which you like, call the lobby, st- don't you? Stood there, mm. yeah. And I stood there for 10 to 15 minutes mm. until a bell went off in my living room to say, come back. Yeah. Did you guys respect the intermission? Did you pause it for any, any amount of time? No, I respected the um, intermission that the intermission is what... Is the allotted amount of time I had for the intermission because they chose right that okay. time. So wow, I sort okay. of I went to get up and then like, oh shit it's no okay it's fine it's over. I've no idea what, what why it's there. I guess there's probably some kind of artistic uh, you know. I tell you what it made flourish, me do. I guess. It made me go oh this is like a full length movie. Yeah. <laughs> so this is halfway through because yeah, I didn't because yeah, I, yeah, I knew we were record- going to oh, record this and it wasn't intermissions be a very are long never halfway though are they? Well, yeah, they're true. always like they're always a bit past halfway. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, in theory, your second half should be shorter than your first half. It comes from theatre. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Mm. I, but I, what I also think it does is it breaks the movie up into two pieces. <laughs> now I know that that's not a terribly surprising uh, also, <laughs> a revelation to you, <laughs> but that 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 seems surprising because I feel like the Coachella stuff all feels quite late in the film well is the, it, the is thing is, is is that we we cut out of coachella to go to an intermission and then after the intermission we cut straight back to coachella that's right <laughs> right yeah. so it's a thematic split rather than anything else so everything was building what, up from from the rise and then everything after is yeah and, and, and i don't and, i'm not happy Co- coachella is the peak of that mountain hmm. and so we, we pause there um and then it's kind of it gets into the bieber stuff yeah. like straight away the the bieber version of bad guys is awful I don't know if you guys picked it's, up on that. I, I heard. I've not. Heard, I've not gone and listened to it, but I heard the like the the, the clip on the film. Well, do you know what's worse sound, about that clip in the sounded, film? It sounded bad because sounded she's bad. listening to Bieber on her track for the first time out her phone speakers. That's yeah, what wound yeah, me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I suppose I'd have stuck some headphones though. on or something. Uh, yeah. Mate, have you got like an iPhone 13? Speakers are really good, mate. Um, really good. Really mm. good for the back I, of the I bus. threw out. I I I threw out all my headphones. Yeah. Uh, I I got rid of my five one. In my living room, you could have sold yeah. them. You threw them out. You threw no, them away. No, no. Well, who would I sell them That's to? Right. What idiot would buy them now the that you iPhone. can use the speak? You can. <laughs> it's got stereos. There's a speaker on the bottom and the top. What? Wow, incredible! Oh, it's two stereo. That's two, two, two. Amazing. It's very good. Amazing. Yeah, it's not a great version, is it? No, it's not. But you know, but, why would you say no? 
the meeting with Justin Bieber yeah. is, is the lovely. Wonderful. She looks like a frightened deer. Well, he literally yeah, no, stares she, she, she her like down. She li- yeah. Yeah, he does. It's a bit weird. He does kind of stare her down. Yeah. Uh, in a bit of a strange way. In a bit of like I a, didn't realise it was him I for know. a while. I know. <laughs> well, he's wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. Which then made me ask, like, I wonder, is that a... It's not an anonymity thing, because everyone knows it's Justin Bieber. Right? Yeah. Were pre-COVID, obviously, were famous people... Well, famous people, people who are going to lots of crowds and things like that, starting to wear masks because of just the sensible thing of you don't want to get sick on your tour. If you're a singer, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting. I'd never. I mean, it's a good. It's. I mean, it's a very good, sensible thing to do if you're a, if you're a musician. Limit your. But that's yeah. me saying this now after COVID, when we the way we all consider germs mm-hmm. has been forever yeah. changed. But you never would have thought about it two years ago. The idea of like, oh, I'm going into a crowd of people. Maybe I should protect myself in some way it's, yeah I yeah i thought that I, was very interesting obviously she does it as a fashion thing as well there's a number of points where it's clearly a she does both yeah a statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that moment is is she just looks like a frightened deer and then they finally have a hug and you can see just like how her, much she just means to her. Dying i mean she inside. just starts crying and he's just holding her for ages yeah. i felt emotional it, at that point yeah, yeah i cried a couple of times in this uh, documentary yeah. that was one of them I, I imagine for him he he's done he know he gets it he knows yes i'm exactly. aware of the effect i have on women he like to quote Charles Minor from the office. Right. He he's literally just like I I know I get it. I've had girls come and cry at me. Like I know this is a thing that I have to put up with and deal with. Sort of thing. <laughs> well, uh, he's such a nice bloke. Um, like, have you seen like just videos of like the press are trying to hound him, and he's just a bit like, "Hey guys, um, like." I know what you're doing. Um, but Are you going to do this it, all day? It, There's a bit where he's like... Cool. It's all, you, you can follow me as much as you like. That's fine. I'm just going to go down there. If it's all right, do you mind not doing blah, blah, blah? And he just seems like such a genuine... Like, he's be, he's he's had his, like, real troughs, right? Like, into He's had some problems. He's had some troubles, he yeah. He seems I think, to be um, just, like, such a genuinely nice bloke now. Um, yeah. And that it's comes across in this, to be it? fair. <laughs> yeah, his music is really shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I described on a couple episodes ago because I was just listening to it today, saying it's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, um, it was very sweet. The <laughs> whole, um, the whole moment with with Justin Bieber was obviously very nice. And then uh, afterwards, on her way home, obviously she completely comes out of her mood of you know her boyfriend being an absolute asshole because she, and the she's made going quote Bieber. unquote not well. And then she does yeah. what like I think. A lot of us would do if we were in a similar. She listens to him all the way home, and then she listens to him when yeah. she gets home, and she's just sat yeah. on the sofa with her mum, just mouthing the words at her mum. And it's a really nice thing of like you realise, oh yeah, she is a teenage girl. Like it's yeah, very. I easy guess the number of points where I got reminded of yeah. that. There's quite a few bits as well going back to the earlier bits when they're recording, and you know, like Phineas is trying to get her to do you know he's trying to push and all that sort of stuff and i just wrote so many grumpy teenager looks yeah she's oh, so yeah. much side so many stroppy teenage <laughs> yeah. girl looks and i'm just like oh yeah she's a child it's like she's been told I to do her this. homework and she's just going yeah. like oh i don't wanna i don't want to do my homework <laughs> i want to go and... <laughs> yeah because she's boss nass from star wars episode one she is so that's, yeah, exactly. well, that's a spoiler for the end of the movie oh, so sorry. that's a twist yeah. isn't it okay, yeah, yeah. um uh, <laughs> after justin bieber she talks about her mental health and um I genuinely think, right, that, you know, as much as, as this is be a promotional tool and it's edited to be a certain way and blah, 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 I think it's genuinely important that she she is opening up about her mental health on, on, on this, on this, in and this movie. And she really does as well, doesn't and she? And she really does. And, 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 you know, there's a long conversation about it, like, at this point of the film. But, like, I was thinking, when I was 17, 
I did not talk to anybody about my mental health. No. Like, I used to really bottle that stuff up. It's only been in, like, like the last, what, like, five years that, that us three have started opening up about our mental health mm-hmm. to each other. Like, uh, just crazy, like, that, that, that she's so open and honest about that. And to do the same thing that Lucas just did and go back to earlier in the movie, there's a song that keeps cropping up. It keeps getting played. They keep showing clips of her writing it, performing it, and singing it, and listening to it. And it's this, on the soundtrack a couple of times, which is actually the one that, that Lucas, you did not like and didn't respond to, which is Listen Before I Go. You know, they have that discussion. Uh, it's it's off the back of um, uh, talking about songs being accessible versus talking about you know singing about stuff that you actually feel something about the result of that is her going away and writing listen before i go um which is the song that is about the urge to jump off the roof Mm. and they have that discussion about darkness in lyrics and are you actually going to go that dark and do you think it's okay to sing about that stuff and she says singing about this is the thing that makes me not do it yeah, and then you have the bit, you have the bit, it, yeah. Steve, where they um, they lighten the mood while they're recording that song with the big head thing. Like yes. it's while they're recording that song that oh, they're doing yeah. the big head yeah. thing. And and yeah. her mum like is very what's the word? Um, you know, she comes in and says to Phineas, "You're going to let let her do this, are you?" <laughs> and she, but also her mum, her mum gets it. Her mum's not doing the oh, I don't bloody get these bloody yeah. bloody youths of today. She says like she sings about gloomy stuff because teenage girls are unhappy she says like this is what we were political talking system about in that the first support. episode wasn't yeah. it yeah she says that there's you know there's a political system that, that, that doesn't represent them there's climate change there's, then she talk, lists all the reasons you've got to be depressed and goes so yeah they're depressed they don't make yeah she's not making depressing music she is depressed <laughs> yeah and that and but she's not trying to downplay it and be like oh she, she'll be okay you know she's not doing what a lot of parents would do yeah i mean they're all uh they're all very emotionally uh articulate except for q who who punches a wall at one point he's a twat mm-hmm. yeah and then you have that lovely scene where the dad is coaching her on on driving for the oh, first time that is such good parents oh it's so good and yeah just also just really great advice because he's just saying you know if you nearly miss if you, if you a miss mistake. a turn don't swerve yeah. off go and miss it for 10 minutes and then turn around and come yeah. back and i turned to my girlfriend at that point i was like that's like on that roundabout that one time and i said no i'm not <laughs> gonna go off when you told me to quickly swerve off. i'm gonna go forward and go around the roundabout come around and come back because it's safer <laughs> Uh, and then, and then they obviously like she leaves, and then Mum is like, "Oh, did I wanted to speak to her? Uh, I wanted to make sure she had find my friends on, which then just led me to just put interesting debate, interesting parent. Like that is a yeah. a genuine thing that that you have to think about now as a parent is: do you like do you track your kids? Do you put that on? Yeah. I think we talked about well, this actually. We talked about be- this on this before podcast. that point though. He just has a very lovely monologue almost to the camera about letting your kids fly the nest. How you have to live your own life and then live in denial well, that your did, kids right? are That's it. living their own life. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. said, like, we all did. I, you have to let them have boyfriends and go out because we all did. Yeah. Which, Which is, is why the dad is, like, almost clearly not happy about the idea of find my friends. Because when when the mum's talking about it, he's just like, mm. yeah, well. I thought he had. Thought it's he had tricky, that, though, isn't it? it? Like, I, get, I absolutely, like, yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I'm still alive at 32. And my parents didn't have find my friends. And they let me go out and come home when the streetlights got turned on that's do you rule. think the world is more dangerous now though no it's 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 objectively safer do you think like 
I mean, like, it's burning. St- like, like statistically <laughs> speaking, like in terms of like number of like murders, number of kidnapping, child kidnapping, all the thing, all the like metrics of things that would make uh, the world more dangerous for a kid mm. are patently safer. They are measurably, demonstrably but safer. Kids are now exposed to more bad things. Yeah, I mean, on the, the, internet. the internet. At home, on the internet, on their yeah. phones. Though. Yeah, not so therefore... out in the woods. Not in the woods. But they're not out in... That's not where they're, they're not, exposed to it. They're not probably not going out into the woods now. Well, that's the that's obviously... But yeah, but it's an interesting one because, yeah, like, I, it's it's very hard one. Like, well, Steve, you'll be the first of us who has to deal with I that. am not... Uh, going to deal with it. He's I'm not going to deal with it. <laughs> denial. Mm. The, the, the Billy Dad uh, way of doing it, just complete denial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, just a side note, throughout my notes, I've just got, like... And obviously they've done... They've cut to clips of gigs mm. i've just got like some notes about whatever blah, 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 and then it says copycat fucks <laughs> yeah it does and yeah, then moving yeah. on to the next bit and i've just got to the bit which says belly eight fucks yeah okay, okay. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's they definitely come across better live copycat is is a good live track um i don't know if we've got to this point in the documentary yet but she has that moment where she's uh is it when she's just broken up with her boyfriend or not and then she's shoved in front. You've got to meet these people. She goes to a meet and greet. Hey. Yeah. Oh, it's just. Oh. Yeah. Is yeah. that next? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so they go on tour again. There's, there's, um, and she breaks up with Q. Yes. There is a little clip of, of them of them writing happier than ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. And that's when I started trying to get a bit confused. I was starting yeah. to get because because I've been because we've done this season so quickly, and I've been like struggling to rem- remember what songs are from what bit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like yeah. happy in their way. I was like, hang on, I know this song, <laughs> my, but should I? <laughs> <laughs> Where am it's I? My future. And I had to remember. My like, future. They're my future's that? in the credits. Yeah. Uh, no, they're they're. Oh yes, sorry. Yeah, but they're yes, they were singing happier than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're singing. But, the song had the song an album released at this point, or was that the first time no. people would have heard that? That uh, uh, that is the first time people would. Have oh, that's heard cool. That yeah, yeah. Um, and and I don't I don't think these things are sequential in mm. in in the way that they appear sequential in the way that they're edited. But she, they're writing happier than ever. Breaks up with Q. She cries during "I Love You" with the floating bed. That thing. was. She can't finish yeah. the song. Mm. Um, and then it seemingly straight after that gig goes to that horrible record exec party. I love the fact that those record execs have probably seen this film as well yeah, and been great. like, one of them is me. <laughs> and oh. there's like group pictures and meet and greets and people gawping and everyone wants a little fucking piece of Billie Eilish. It's, it seems stressful. It seems mm. grim. And then... Um, and it's interesting though, because obviously this is... Her fans will see that and be like, does she not want to meet me? I know they do quite a good job at explaining do, the yeah. the issue that she's got. It's not about meeting people. It's about knowing how many and and yeah. expectations well, that's it. she has that big rack. well first of all somebody posts something online like my friend went to it and she and, it, and said that you weren't interested and you were bored or you didn't want to be there and then she and then as she has that long rant in the car of like can't i just can't, i can't have a bad moment i, I can't yeah I, i'm not allowed to do that because any tiny slip and then it's all over the, and it's it's just it's very interesting she's got to, to be see always on it yeah yeah. yeah, and our mum does a you know does again does quite a good job of being like we didn't do a great job there. We're sorry. Yeah, it was a, a like it felt a little bit of 
keep the talent happy yeah, I, I to got an extent. When she was saying yeah, that, I did feel sure. a little bit of like, she's not going to come in at that moment and say, no, actually, Billy. Well, you got to keep that multi-million dollar tour rolling, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think I, we know how she feels in that situation because when we went to see the Mannix, obviously we were overwhelmed sure, yeah. by our fame. It's very, very similar. And, uh, you know, I felt like well, I just I can't that, have I a bad moment. I can't. I think that's why I was like saying, you know, Steve, your life is a series like, you know, of bad moments. <laughs> sort of get, getting like, it's one when I was saying how moment. I don't, when I was saying how I don't get, you know, girls, you know, well, not just girls, but predominantly screaming in someone's face and saying, I love yeah. you. And all, I think what it really boils down to is why isn't, why aren't people doing that to us? I'm actually just annoyed that we're not having that reaction when people, <laughs> when people, you know, when we've been to like a Manix gig and we've met people that's not podcast, why aren't yeah. they screaming in our faces how much they love us and telling us we changed their lives? Mm. That's what my problem mm. is. Probably because they don't and we didn't. Yeah, something like that. Something similar to that, yeah. But then lie. People buy us a beer though, that's nice. That but but lie, yeah, but I, but I wasn't drinking so I didn't get to have a beer. You got a... Uh, right, well, well a, I had one for you. And, uh, nice. Soda and lime. Vodka? I wasn't drinking that night so, so I had a vodka. Stuck to the vodka. <laughs> it's clear liquid, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's, fr- it's well, as free. Well, as, as we know, you you know you can drink and then drive home. That's fine. That's not according fine, to, by the way. According uh, to the villain of this yes, film. Yes, okay, good. Right. <laughs> I mean, the real villain of the film at this point is her ankle. Uh, <gasps> yeah. It really becomes a big part of uh, like yeah. every... She's getting fucking piggybacked around. I mean, she had to leave, leave the stage, didn't she, at, at one point? Because she just couldn't... Yeah, she couldn't handle it. She felt embarrassed that she couldn't give a proper show and just walked off, sort of, sort of crying. Fucking. And that's ankle. when again, that was one of the, and that's one of the moments where I was like, yeah, fuck. She again, she's a teenage girl. She's yeah. like embarrassed. It's not about being annoyed. She's not being able to put her on a gig. She's genuinely just like embarrassed as yeah, a yeah, yeah, teenage. Yeah. And and then prote- protective dad mode kicked in in me again, and I had I had a little cry at that. Uh, she just oh. she just seemed so like overwhelmed, you know. But um, when she plays the footage back and is like, happy uncle, happy? sad uncle. Sad. And it's like, yeah. it's bent in half. It's horrible. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, rough with the smooth because it cuts to her writing the new Bond theme and them yeah. sitting there and having that conversation where, where Phineas is like, we really are millionaires. <laughs> I love that bit. And, so, and she's like, we're not, we're not, we're not. We have millions of dollars, but yeah. we're not millionaires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the difference between having the millionaire lifestyle and actually being a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, that bit great. did make me laugh a bit though, because he, Phineas specifically said, it's really good. It's not like a Sam Smith ballad. And I literally was like, it's yeah. the same. I'm really it's, sorry, Phineas. I've you, I've I, you have. I'm on board for you on this film, apart from that sentence, which is objectively incorrect. <laughs> it's, it's the same song. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did like how. Yeah, they were like, "There's too much noise in this room. We're going to do it on the bus." And then um, she was like, "She's like, do you want to finish it now?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay." He goes, "Well, yeah, we do have to have it finished by tonight, so we should probably." Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we probably should. Yeah, yeah really I do feel he's, that for you. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> really, he really does have to take the brunt of all that stuff. Yeah. Do you want to finish like, it? Gently, gently massage her into finishing it, finish it yeah. without. Um, yeah, okay, let's finish it. Good because we have. Oh, to. good because we definitely have to. We, yeah. <laughs> if you hadn't said yes, then this would have been a debate. Yeah. Uh, and then she talks about like um, fucking self harm and and hiding razor blades, and and she says that she used to go to the bathroom and make herself bleed because she thought she deserved it. Yeah, there's a whole section where she goes back into her journal again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and mm. she goes back in all these dark lyrics and 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 points out places where she was at her lowest and and stuff like that. And it, I don't know, it it did come across as very authentic and and very and interesting. The things 
And the thing that remains still very interesting to me to this day, for all these time, all this time we've been covering Billie Eilish, all these mm, weeks, yes, um, is often in the past artists who have got a you know more tortured backstory and a dark past and everything would absolutely exist, but not necessarily be the biggest artist in the world too legions and legions of yes. teenage girls yes exactly it would be gerard way from my chemical romance pretty like, big artist to legions and legions of teenage girls though yeah they are just about to do like away. a bunch of stadium shows also not straight away though. yeah that's yeah, true again, i want to get tickets yeah. for that as well uh, sold out mate sold out yeah, like, i know instantly I, keep, sold out. I need to maybe be more pro- proactive with these things even if you were I, you know it's such a lottery you know tickets for gigs like that these days mm. That's why I don't even bother trying to go to Glastonbury anymore. The tickets for the smile, like, sold out in seconds. Seconds. Yeah, yeah mad. Um, and, but it does, it, you know, the movie ends on, on an upswing because you have the, the Grammy nominations. Yeah. Which is when her mum wakes her up, you mean? She's like, by the yeah. way, you got this, I, this Also, this. L- lovely, the happiest that she is is, is that Phineas gets the producer uh, nomination. That's like the one she's most excited about, which is really cute. And then there's all of that stuff. And it, there's just this really nice moment where she's sat on a sofa looking out at the rain in California. And it's just quiet. Because you know that everything after it is going to be insane. Because yeah. it goes through like all of her Grammy nominations, doesn't it? And it yeah. goes then it goes through all of her Grammy wins and her directing music videos and them having a party in what she calls the same stupid little backyard. <laughs> yeah. And and it goes through like this insane like career trajectory. Like one of the Grammy Awards, they don't even get back to their seats from receiving the last yeah. one. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and they literally come out and go, Thank you. thanks. Yeah. And go back <laughs> inside. What do you and they say? don't even show all the Grammys. They show yeah. her winning like three they show maybe the finish one. And then, ones, and then it right? cut. And then it cuts to them in like getting a photo taken, and they're yeah. cuddling the rest. Sort of like yeah. They've obviously won. About, They've off, won off camera. About speeches, acceptance speeches. That obviously, you know, your, your first one, you, you get a grammy. Oh my god, you've probably prepared something. By your fifth one, what are you going to say extra? You have to just go cheers. It, <laughs> yeah. But then coming out and going thanks feels a little bit like, oh, you ungrateful fucker. But it's like, no, I've genuinely just like I've got nothing left to <laughs> yeah, say. But I'm me. not being ungrateful, but also. Thanks for the next one. Yeah, you've heard me talk five times this evening already. Yeah. All those other artists that year must have been fucking lit. Oh, it's happened before. Oh, well, it's happened once before. Is it really? Just seeing that much of a clean sweep and just knowing, like, once they're, like, three in, being like, yeah. okay. Well, you don't get the fourth, do you? Obviously, you don't get the... F- oh, she got no, the fourth. No, I think the opposite. I think you see, like, once she's won three, you'd be like, okay, the next category that comes at your Katy Perry and you're up against Billie Eilish, you go, well, it's like... Uh, oh, really? Got, I would uh, think, like, well, if they've given her two or three, they're not going to give her four or five. Okay, when you get to six, do you not think she's probably going to get the seventh as well? <laughs> oh, no, you won't get the seventh. You'd, you'd start there and then you'd start to think, actually, maybe not, and then it loop back round again to, yeah, she's going to get it. And that's where the movie ends. The movie ends with a new song uh, called My Future, which actually appears on Happier Than Ever, so we're not going to cover it now. Um, man, it just made me like Billy more. Yeah, it's very human, wasn't it? Considering like how, how far she was shot to fame and and could easily come across as a, an asshole, she absolutely yeah. does not and comes across and comes out of it very, very likeable, um, as does the whole family. he does come across as an asshole. Uh, cute. M? Uh, cute. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder, I mean, will, will we cover this? I don't know, because we, we I don't know what's what what's left to discuss what what how much more billy content there is apart from mm. the actual output yeah but um obviously she has this huge trajectory and starts doing new music and was presumably preparing for like the next round of fucking non-stop mega stardom promotion mm. touring yeah and then rona happens yeah forcing them to take a step back and to slow down and to and obviously she, i know she does an album in that time because i'm Spoilers. listening to it but <laughs> But without any of the stuff to go along with it, she presumed they presumably got to stay at home and do an album. But the uh, the the, the, the Rona nice. starts at the end of this documentary, basically. Right. That's what I mean. So the whole second so so she's able to this whole second album, she's been able to do it a bit more. Yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds nice. I bet that was quite a welcome relief to an extent. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll certainly dig into that. Uh, well, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know how time. much. Of, well, Adam's telling of you we've. I'm telling you. You yeah. just oh, said. I'm literally, you right just. Now. We'll dig into that. Yeah. Next time. I, I have uh, noticed this season is, our catchphrase has been like, "We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it." Uh, which is well, <laughs> we'll ha- has it, it has it been? Uh, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into it in in three minutes' time because we're covering all of this in the space of about a week. Well, Guys, we'll, we'll get into it, Lucas. Come on. That movie that we watched was that music. Oh, there was music <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. That's yes. a yes from Steve. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of has Lucas to be, was, doesn't it? Because we're not a movie Lucas, podcast. Because was that film music? There was one <laughs> bit of it. There was one bit of it, Adam, that was specifically music to my ears. As it, was it, it the was music? Up, it was when oh. she broke up with that prick, Q. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, what about an email, though? This is a very short email because, because it comes with an attachment uh, that I'm going to forward to Lucas uh, and maybe post on our on our Twitter with with some permission. Uh, what? Why is it's from, it it's from Ben Bradley Hi Adam, Stephen, Lucas I'm a huge fan of the podcast uh, Have been a listener since the very first episode Thanks to Adam's Legend. post on the Forever Delayed Manix Forum What a ledge oh, hello. Top bloke. Being a similar age to you guys, 31 It's really fun hearing your recollections Of growing Top up bloke. in the 90s and noughties And all the familiar references The summer days in Ford Mondeos And mini disc players etc mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the Manix and, Lys- and like most Manix fans Had stopped bothering with Muse around the time of Absolution It's been interesting to dig into the second half of their career Which I had not previously bothered with But sadly Simulation Theory is the absolute pits And I don't know how much more Muse I can take uh, After a conversation with one of you on Twitter I decided to write an entire essay on the subject and here it is uh please take it in the spirit was intended it's not meant as an attack on anyone's taste just a bit of opinionated fun uh it's nine pages long (laughs) um um, it's called you get the title it's called uh why simulation theory by muse is a total artistic failure and should not have been released (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna forward that to Lucas to have a little read and I'll post it on the Twitter if if Ben Bradley uh, lets me we love uh, receiving like stuff like that there was some great fan art uh, the other day, someone had had created some album art that incorporated all three of the yeah, artists that great. we that we've covered now, and it's fucking great. We love it. So do send stuff like that in. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. So thank you for listening. Uh, our next episode, we're going to dig into album number two, Happier Than Ever, the album that was not supposed to exist in this season. Um, but until then, come and tell us what you think of the film and what you think we think of the film, and then we'll tell you what we think you think we think of the film. Mm, I think. <laughs>
Find us on Twitter at What Is Music Pod, Instagram at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music. And if you'd like to send us in something a little bit longer, like like Ben Bradley did, uh, you know, even whole essays if you like, <laughs> we, we'll read it out on the show. You can email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com. And there's also a couple of ways that you can support us financially if you'd like to. Supporting us just by listening is great. One of the best things you can also do is retweet and like and share and rate and review and subscribe and all of those things. You can chuck us a bit of money if you want. And one of the ways to do that is to buy our merchandise if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com you'll find some designs uh you can get them on any products you want most people go with t-shirts because i think someone brought a uh uh did someone buy don't waste your time or time will waste you clock mm-hmm. yes they did yeah yes. incredible Which is incredible great. A, yeah. a perfect marriage well, that's, of form meets function mm, yeah um, that's sensible yeah. if you don't want any of the merch that's fine uh it's fine that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you can just chuck us a few quid if you'd like to. Uh, coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash whatismusicpod. Uh, very grateful for everybody who donates music, uh, donates music, donates money uh, to us through there. It goes towards keeping this online and everything. Um, that is that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, well, we need to sign off. Oh, we, we'll get it by the end of the season. I'm not. I'm not chiming in this time. Over. I feel like I've carried you for too long. I mean, well, I don't know with my great <laughs> suggestions. Because Ocean Buys was pretty good. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, we've had Billy Bylish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had, had Billy bury Eilish. a friend or friend will bury you. Yeah, I think yeah. we've had Billy Eilish. Hang on. How about um? Okay. You know how at the end of a of a like a French film, it would say Finn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Like like Finn, Phineas, like it's short for Phineas. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That. Yeah, go on then. That one then. Yep. Yeah, that. Great. Finn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like 